bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. And I've titled my message, The Blessing of the Lord. The Blessing of the Lord. When we come into God's kingdom, we also come into God's blessing. Uh, many times we speak to each other and we say, God bless you. Uh, but many times we say it only as, as a statement without fully considering what it means to be blessed. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Now, I want you to note, it didn't say the blessing of the Lord is riches. Uh, it says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. So, when a person receives the blessing of the Lord, they have received something from God that will make them it will transform them. It will do something with their life that will make their lives rich or full or complete. And he says that when that blessing comes upon you and makes you complete, he will add no sorrow to it. The blessing of the Lord automatically does not lead to riches. It is possible to be blessed by God and be extremely poor and still be blessed. The fact that you are poor does not mean you are not blessed. But that blessing can make you rich and you have to find out how to make the blessing make you rich. So today we'll look at that blessing of the Lord and we'll look at how far it can take you. We will look at how the blessing looks like and then we'll look at how the blessing works or how to work the blessing. So how far does the blessing of the Lord cover? What is the length, the breadth, the width, the height, the depth of the blessing of the Lord? Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 uh, from verse 1 to 8, uh, just to give you a background, uh, God gave the, his laws to Israel on Mount Sinai and uh, at the end of Moses' life he now reviews the laws to them. He brings back their attention to the, to the law which they received many years earlier. And Deuteronomy uh, is from chapter 5, he gives them a review of the, of the law and then he gave, uh, from chapter 25, then from chapter 28 uh, he says some things about the blessing of God in relation to his covenant. I want you to listen uh, to what God says. And Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 to 8. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations 
And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. From verse 3, he tells us what the blessings are. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessings on you in all your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. In this passage, we see the reach of God's blessing. How far does the blessing of the Lord go? What is the extent of it? It's almost like receiving an insurance policy. You have to know the extent of the coverage. How far does the policy cover? How much will it cover? Uh, so when we receive the blessing of the Lord, how far does it go? When God says, I have blessed you, what is the reach of it? And there are about six uh, levels that I want you to uh, look at. First is location. Wherever you live. He says, when, when God's blessing comes upon you, you shall be blessed in the city and you shall be blessed in the village. The blessing of the Lord covers every location. In other words, a person that is blessed, there is no disadvantage to whether he's in a village or he's in the city. In natural terms, there are advantages and disadvantages based on where you live. Uh, if you live in Ghana and you are in Accra, all things being equal, you have a better advantage than somebody who lives in Ghana and lives in Laura in the Upper West region, for example. Uh, because the national infrastructure is not equal around the nation. But when it comes to the blessing of the Lord, uh, that disadvantage disappears because the blessing of the Lord will touch you in the village, it will touch you in the city, it will touch you in Ghana, it will touch you in America. So when we are operating on the blessing of the Lord, location is not important because the blessing of the Lord covers all Locations. That's the first thing you have to understand. It covers locations. Secondly, the blessing of the Lord covers children. Whatever comes out of you, the blessing of the Lord covers your children, your grandchildren. It's a policy that ensures that whatever comes out of you is blessed. Your children are blessed. Your grandchildren are blessed. And people you are connected to are blessed. If you read the Bible... You, you would notice that usually when people were blessed, not only were they blessed, but the people connected to them were blessed. Lot uh, was a nephew of Abraham. He, he didn't have a blessing of the Lord upon him, but he was connected to Abraham. And because he was connected to Abraham, the blessing touched him. His flocks increased, his business increased. And even when he separated from Abraham and went to live in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, which is not too far from here. Uh, <laughs> even 
when he went to live in Sodom and Gomorrah, when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he says, I have to alert Abraham. I have to alert him so he can make arrangements to deal with this situation. And, and he had to deliver Lot from Sodom and Gomorrah. Not because Lot was a good man or he was uh, a blessed person. He was disobedient in so many of his ways, but he was connected to a blessed man. When God blesses you, it, it touches your children, it touches your nephews, it touches your cousins, it touches everything that comes out of you. That's how much his blessing covers. It covers everything you produce, your products, whatever belongs to you. God's covenant blessing touches what you produce. Number four, God's covenant blessing touches wherever you travel to, wherever you move to. He says you are blessed in your going in and in your coming out, in your activities. So yes, you are blessed in the city, but if you decide to go to the village, you'll still be blessed. Yes, you are blessed in the village. If you decide to move from the village, you are blessed. Yes, you are blessed in Ghana, but if for some reason you decide to go to America, you'll still be blessed. God's blessing will go with you wherever you travel in your going in and in your coming out in your waking moments and in your sleeping moments number five the blessing of the Lord affects the battles you fight he says they will come out against you one way they will flee before you seven ways when God's blessing is upon you God fights whatever comes against you and if you're a blessed person you attract fights you attract battles because people can't stand blessed people. They can stand cursed people. They can't stand blessed people. When you are blessed by God, the blessing becomes very visible. It's almost like light in darkness. And because of that, you become a target. And people will start fighting you, but he says they'll come out against you one way, they'll flee before you seven ways. What does that mean? They come out one way, they flee before you seven ways. They come organized, but they will leave disorganized. They will come as an army, but they will scatter before you. So even when it looks like all everything is against you and all your enemies have come together and all the conspiracy is working God says they will come organized they will leave this organized God will disorganize the conspiracy of those who want to bring you down because you are blessed somebody say I am blessed when you are blessed God's blessing touches your location it touches your children it touches your products it touch, touches your travels it touches your battles and it touches your storehouses, whatever you accumulate. He says he will bless your storehouses. He will bless whatever you gather. You will not gather for another man to come and eat. You will not gather and see what you have gathered dissipated. The blessing of the Lord touches your location, your children, your products, your travel, your battles, your storehouses. It is quite an extensive coverage. And when a person is blessed by God, this is what God guarantees you. Now, does that mean you will not fight battles? Oh yeah, you'll fight battles. Does, not mean, does that mean that sometimes what you are producing will not go through crisis? It will go through crisis. But the, because there is blessing upon it in the end, 
God makes you a winner. Because there is blessing upon you, the moment something rises to destroy you, God also rises to defend you. Because you are blessed. Somebody say, I'm blessed. So this is the reach of God's blessing. This is how far it goes. This is what it covers. Now, if this is the, uh, how far it goes, what is the nature of God's blessing? When, when we say God has blessed us, what does the blessing look like? What does the blessing look like? Is the blessing leaning of hands? Is the blessing anointing oil poured on our heads? Is that the blessing? Is the blessing having a holy handkerchief from somebody? What is the blessing? Is the blessing going somewhere and buying a special uh, food uh, that the prophet is selling to you? What is the blessing? What, what is this thing called blessing? The nature of the blessing is very important because if you don't understand the nature of the blessing, you may have the blessing and not know you have the blessing. So what is the nature of blessing? How do, what does it look like? First, the nature of the blessing is God's covenant with you. God's covenant with you gives you a divine partnership. The first blessing God gives to you is his partnership with you. He offers you himself. It's not a material thing. It's not a chair. It's not a table. It's not a shoe. It's not a car. It's not an aeroplane. It's not, a, it's not some furnishing in your home. It's not even money in your bank. It's not silver and gold. It is God. God comes into covenant with you. And one of the signs of the covenant that we are in him is in the tithe. Which we call in our church the first fruits. The reason we call it first fruit is because we believe that under the Old Testament they give only a tenth. But under the New Testament, we are under a better covenant based on better promises. We go beyond the 10. And, and so you give of your best to God. It can be 10 if you want to, but it can go beyond 10%. There is no limit to what your first fruit is. It is you who determines this is the best part of what I have received and bringing to God. So I can receive the best part of what he has for me. That is your covenant relationship with him. It's a partnership. God becomes your partner. He gets involved in your stuff. He gets involved in the things you are involved in. He becomes your God. You become his child. He fights for you. He defends you. That is covenant. He said to Abraham, after, after he had cut covenant with Abraham, he said, I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. Abraham, you don't need an army. I am your shield. You don't need somebody to give you money. I am your reward. If you want money, I am. If you want favor, I am. If you want breakthrough, I am. The first part of the covenant is that God gives himself to you. That's what he offers us through Jesus Christ into covenant, what we call the new covenant, a covenant of partnership. When God is your partner, I think you have a good partner, isn't it? 
Now, many of you businessmen are wishing that you have a, a good partner, maybe from Hong Kong or, or from uh, China. You know, sometimes people say, well, I've got a Chinese partner. I've got a partner from Hong Kong, or a German partner, because Africans never have partners from Sierra Leone or from Liberia. We always see, you know, <laughs> thank God for Africans. Thank God for us. So, uh, you know, we want a partner from somebody. So, oh, I got a partner from Britain. I've got a partner from, uh, from some, some country. Or oh, I have a partner with Google. Or oh, I have a partner with, with uh, Apple or some other big company. It's good to have those partnerships. But they don't compare to the partnership of Jehovah God Almighty. So you may not have a Hong Kong partner or a Chinese partner, but you have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is your partner. He is in covenant with you. And he says, if you keep your part of the covenant, I keep my part of the covenant. And in the city, I'm with you. In the village, I'm with you. I'm with your children. I'm with everything that you produce. I'm with you when you wake up. I'm with you when you sleep. No partner can tell you that but Jehovah. But Jehovah, he gives you himself. And you have to understand that when God blesses you, the greatest blessing God can give you is himself. But that's not all that the blessing is. First, it is himself. Second, is that he blesses you with talent. He blesses you with talent. What is a talent? Talent is a divine ability. Talent is God's investment into our lives. He invests a portion of himself in us. Every talent you have is an ability of God that he has given to you. His wisdom, his knowledge, his creativity. He takes a portion of it and invests it in you. He takes a portion of what he has and puts it in you. He takes a portion of what he can do and gives you the ability to do it. So you are able to do things that God does. That's called talent. It's God investing a bit of himself in you. That is your covenant blessing when God gives you talent. Not only does he bless you with talent, he blesses you with wisdom, divine intelligence. Wisdom is what enables you to use the abilities he has given you profitably. Wisdom converts talent into skill. Wisdom enables you to solve problems with the talents God has given to you. When God blesses you with wisdom, you begin to do things that shock you yourself. Have you ever done something, maybe you are at a meeting, uh, or, or you, you, you do something and, and people are praising you and you know that you didn't do it. You know, this idea didn't come from me. This concept didn't come from me. Everybody says you are brilliant. You are the only one who knows. This is not my brilliance. This is divine intelligence at work on my behalf. It is God's blessing for you. He blesses you with himself, with talent, with wisdom. He blesses you with relationships, divine connections. God blesses people with relationships. A relationship is somebody who links you to your purpose. Each one of us needs a relationship to link us to our destiny. God blessed Abraham with Melchizedek. Melchizedek linked Abraham to the blessing of the Lord. God blessed Isaac with Abraham. Abraham enabled Isaac to come into his fullness of destiny. God blessed David with Samuel. Samuel helped him to become a king. 
Otherwise, he would have died a shepherd boy unrecognized by his family. But one day, one relationship changed him from a shepherd into a national hero. One relationship. One relationship. God blessed Ruth with Boaz. God blessed Esther with Mordecai. Even Jesus needed a relationship to link him to his destiny. He was called John the Baptist. When Jesus was an unknown carpenter in Nazareth, his cousin John was a well-known evangelist. And he's the one who told everybody, there's coming one after me. He's greater than me. I can't even lace his shoe sandals, his shoe laces. And people say, well, if John is great and he says somebody greater is coming, we better look for that person. When they asked Jesus, what is the source of your power? He said, answer me this question. What is the source of John's power? The same one who sent John is the one who sent me. Even Jesus needed a relationship. One of the greatest things that God will bless you with is a relationship. Not many. You don't need a thousand relationships. You don't need a thousand people helping you. Sometimes they will spoil you. A thousand people will spoil you. You just need one person that steps into your life. And when he or she steps into your life, he connects you to a destiny that is far beyond anything you could have done yourself. And for each one of us, there is a relationship that God will bless you with. And so when you're thinking about the blessing of the Lord, it's not money. It's a relationship. And that's why you have to be very, very discerning about the relationships that God brings your way. If God brings you a John the Baptist and you reject him, you have to fight your own battle for recognition. But God is able to link you to your destiny through a relationship. So the blessing of the Lord is God himself. The blessing of the Lord is a talent. The blessing of the Lord is wisdom. Blessing of the Lord is relationship. And the blessing of the Lord is favor, divine access. God blessing blesses us by doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Favor is when God bypasses the normal order to do something for you that defies reason. Everybody is fighting for it. Everybody is chasing it. And then somehow God drops it into your hands without you running for it. Favor is when you are behind and God puts you from, pulls you from the back of the line to the front of the line. He blesses us with favor. And finally, the blessing of the Lord is his covering, divine protection. The blessing of the Lord is a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. It's when God fights for you. It's when God blinds the eyes of your enemies. Now, none of these things is money. But it says this will make you rich. Covenant will make you rich. Talent will make you rich. Wisdom will make you rich. Relationships will make you rich. Favor will make you rich. Covering will make you rich. So you say, God bless me. After you've given your first fruit, God blesses you. What's he going to bless you with? Are you going to wake up tomorrow morning? You, you just wake up, lift your pillow, and then, ah, look at that. Ten bars of gold under my pillow. No, it doesn't happen that way. When I was a younger Christian, you know, I, I, I've been a Christian really most of my life. I didn't have the opportunity to sin. I just, <laughs> by the time I, my mind was getting ready to sin, I was born again. So 
when people say I was in the world and I came back and I, 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 I've always been in Christ. I mean, I was in the world not because I was too young to sin. But by the time I was growing, when sin became an opportunity, Christ has already taken hold of me. So I've lived almost all my life for Christ. I've, I've just lived for him. And it's a good thing to know the Lord in your youth, to live all your life for him. Now, when I was a younger Christian, so I started tithing very early because the, the church I was in, they, they taught us that you have to tithe and God will bless you. And, God and, and in my early days as a young boy, I would go to church. I wasn't even working, but whatever money I have, I go to church and I tithe. And, and, then, and, and, and then from then I'm, I'm, I'm watching the ground to see whether somebody has dropped some money, you know. <laughs> Is that how the blessing of the Lord comes? Somebody's going to drop money for you or there will be money under your pillow. No, the blessing of the Lord is covenant. So when, when you come to church and you give your first fruit, God says now the covenant is renewed. The covenant is renewed for this month. Your talent is renewed. Wisdom is made available to you. Relationships are made available to you. My covering is upon you. My favor is upon you. Now, you're not going to get money from God. Money is not going to rain down from heaven. I've been a Christian for a long time. I haven't seen money rain down from heaven. Once in a while you find money on the ground, but it's money that people have been kicking around nobody likes. In our days, it was about half a peswa, half peswa, or one peswa, or the multiple-sided, you know, the rounded two-and-a-half peswas or threepence. It will help you something. You buy some lollipop, but that's not the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord is not money you find on the ground. The blessing of the Lord is God giving you himself. He gives you himself. He says, I'm for you. Now, when you have that... You have what will make you rich. Now you can have all of that and do nothing with it. You can have all of that and say, well, God says he's for me. I'm, it's okay. I have favor. It's okay. I got relationships. Yeah, there are people all right. You may never do anything with them. But that blessing is what will make you rich. So first we've seen how far it covers. Now we've seen the nature of it. The third thing we want to look at. So how does it work? How does it work? Matthew chapter 13 from verse 31 and 32. Another parable he put forth to them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field which indeed is the least of all the seeds but when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. The process of God's blessing, the process of God's blessing. We've seen the extent of the coverage. We've seen the nature of the blessing. Now, how does all of that make us rich? The process. The process of God's blessing, making you rich, starts with a seed. The seed. The seed can be a small idea, a small talent, some small money, or a small location you have. A seed is usually very small. It does not look like what it will produce. It is uninspiring. 
It can be an idea, it can be a location, it can be some tiny little money. A seed is always small. God starts with seed. He gives seed to the sower. Most people who have created wealth started with a seed idea, a seed talent, seed money, seed location. A seed money looks like money that is not large enough to do anything for you. A seed location is like a place that is taking you nowhere. It's like your bedroom. It's like the top of a table in a corner of your home. That's your seed. That's where the God has given to you. A seed is a small thing that God gives into your hand. But because blessing is upon it, it doesn't matter where the seed is, it will grow because the blessing of the Lord will make you rich. That's why God is not really perplexed about how small you start. He's not perplexed. You are perplexed about how small you start. People are perplexed. God is not perplexed because he knows the end from the beginning. He knows the seed and he knows the fruit. He knows how you're going to end. And when he starts you with a seed, he has full confidence that what he has invested into you, as small as it is, has the power to make you a world changer. If you are believing God to put a business idea into your head, in your hand, that will change the world and make you a, a mover and of pillars and to make you walk in the corridors of power. It's not going to come by one big breakthrough. It's going to come with a seed. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebe, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebe. Email otebe at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.